Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is a returning guest. She wowed us with her knowledge of Stardoll not two years ago. She is back to talk to us about Digimon. It is Bandwagons and the Internet's Fanula Jones. Welcome back. I am so excited to be here. I feel like being asked back to Juvenalia is like, that's when you know. That's You're, that's making it. You know what I mean? You're officially one of the Care Bear like, Cousins now. Yeah, I was kind of like, I was like, mm, I, want, I wonder if they'll ask me back again. Like, you never want to let into the ego, but you're like, mm, maybe. And then you're thinking about what you do again. And then when I got that DM, Alan, what a day that was for me. So thank you so much for having me, guys. Much appreciated. I'm so excited well, that I get to talk to you. We've been trying to make this happen for a while, but you're like so busy. Yes, like, yes. With, with all your things that are happening. I saw you on the television the other day. I saw you on the, the television. television. It was very exciting. I was just like... <laughs> I stopped and re- I stopped and rewinded an ad to go, that's Fanula. I, I have know. almost left Fanula yeah. so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Fanula are old mutuals. We've been mutuals for I, a minute, you know? I have yet to see that ad and so many people say right. to me and they're like, congrats. And I'm like, you look so nice. And I'm you like, look oh, gorgeous. where am I? And your where hair am I, is, digital me? Your hair is massive as well. Your hair looks so oh, good. It is really Thanks striking. So, <laughs> so it's great to watch you rise and rise. It's it's great crack, and it's even better to finally get into conversation with you because your last episode uh, was was that with Caroline. Yeah, other a fellow Care Bear cousin of Juvenalia, and uh, so I'm very excited to get into this subject with you because um, I feel like it's the shadow twin of something that I love very much, which is Pokemon. Digimon mm. is the it's also like a, yeah other thing. We're also like completing the trilogy of late 90s anime that made its way over here with Sailor Moon as yeah. well. It's like Sailor Moon, Pokemon, Digimon are the three. So we yeah. have to get someone on to do card captors eventually now. That'll then we'll read. See, I actually, I did consider it, but my memory was rusty. And I, so I said I'd leave it to someone else. But like, I feel like we got some dodgy. Uh, yeah, she, she looks. But also I feel like the translations were kind of dodgy like I don't really remember what card captors was about either and that's one of the other like I have no like question marks over any of the other ones but I was just like yeah she was a girl with a magic stick and some cards yeah. and nice hair and yeah. a dress deadly clothes her friends designing everything for her absolutely lit you have no idea Sarah, how many times I've gone to buy you know that wireless charging pad that's like I don't know if you've seen it where it like lights up like the fucking Oh, I sure do. I know that I can see it. So many times. Yeah. Mm. I'm played played with ads for it because I kind of just leave it open in a browser sometimes just to visit it to be just like, (laughs) is today the day? Is this my moment? Just to flirt with the algorithm about it. Just be like, "Mm, yeah, do I want Thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so there's a so, yeah a lot of it made it a lot of it made its way over to us which is great but i feel like digimon was digimon was something pretty special because it was nakedly not pokemon but it was kind of the same so tell us all about it like when did you first see it you yeah know? for the for the elder millennials yeah in the audience so this tell us what Digimon is. So this is the thing, right? It is nearly always compared to Pokemon. And like rightly so, because it is incredibly similar. We have the the prefix or the suffix of mon. mon. That yeah. is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um and it's essentially like to to boil it down to its core, it's like kids who have these monsters that live with them in technology and you go around with them and they fight for them. And whatever else. What I didn't realize was that, because again, I did a bit of research for this, but it was came out in 1997, but it was actually based off of this like Tamagotchi-esque toy, oh. where again, it's like 
you had a Digimon um, you had to raise it and it would digivolve into like a bigger kind of meaner, better, stronger, harder, faster, whatever that Daft Punk song is, um, or else it would die, uh, similar enough to a Tamagotchi. But then in the same way that they did with Pokemon, it was like they had the card game, they had the manga, they had the video game off the back of that. And then they had the anime, which was kind of where I really got stuck into things. And that originally came out in 1999, as far as I'm aware. God, it was um, late, yeah. Yeah, it was. I think the the biggest difference in terms of maybe Pokemon and Digimon was that it was like the way they kind of marketed Digimon was like it was very like hyper masculine kind of. And it was like, mm. look at these monsters. They also have guns and armor and pecs for some reason. And one of them and is sexy. Manly. Yeah, yeah. And one of them is sexy, sexy or manly. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah, do sex like- on it or it can shoot a gun. Which, whatever you like, <laughs> Michael. Whatever you like, Fintan. We got it all. I think the emphasis we is... We got it all. <laughs> the emphasis is on Digi rather than on Monster. Do you know? Yeah. Like, I think it's yeah. more butch or something. Yeah. So there was this whole thing that it was like they came from this place. So again, the difference between that and Pokemon is the Pokemon world is like, obviously, they're they're all living in the same world, humans and Pokemon, whereas Digimon lived and kind of came from this digital world, which was kind of like the internet, but like a bigger place and a tangible place Mm. you could go and whatever else. Um, and it was just like I those first two series I loved them so much and I know like the anime purists I only ever got the horrible American dub but I still even watching it back today for this episode I look back on it so fondly just because of like the characters and how they interacted with with each other and yeah I it like it's never gonna kind of pip Pokemon for me in terms of my love but in terms of the show itself I think the show of Digimon was better than the show of Pokemon. But yeah, I, Pokemon I was going to say, I think the, the overall thing better. The, char- the human characters within Digimon had a lot more complex relationships with each other, whereas sort of Ash, Misty and Brock in the early seasons anyway, I don't observe any further than 151 Pokemon largely because I am old and sad. But I, uh, when I watched that voraciously when it first came out, there was no interpersonal drama aside from Team Rocket wants to steal your yellow rat. There mm. was no character development, mm. no growth, no tension really of any sort. Mm. Whereas Digimon, I feel like was a little more sophisticated than the storytelling that Pokemon was dealing with. Do you know what I mean? It was a bit more like... Yeah, that was not the thing. risque, I, but like something yeah. was going on there. I think they focused on the characters more because yeah. the plot was like kind of light, but not necessarily in a bad way because it gave us all that time with the seven original characters. So in the first one, Digimon Adventure, there's seven kids. Basically, they go to summer camp together. They're referred to as the Digi-Destined. They don't know it yet at that time. Um, they are the Digi-Destined because, again, did not know this until I looked this up today. Um, they're the Digi-Destined because they witnessed what they thought was a terrorist attack. But it was actually a Digimon fight when they were younger. So there you go. Easy to make that mistake. I'm sure many will agree. Um, wow. Yeah. So then, yeah. It's it's insane. It's brilliant it's though. Like great yeah. top tier. Like yeah. And then these yeah. weird weather events start happening across the globe. It's like I, I'm pretty sure it's based in Japan, but like the weird weather shit starts happening everywhere. And then suddenly they get these things called the Digivice, which is how they connect to the digital world and how they. Um, summon their Digimon um, and yeah it kind of goes from there so you have like the leader he's Ty 
and he is Agumon. They're probably the two most recognizable. If you don't know Digimon, even just in passing, Agumon is like that orange dinosaur. And Ty had little goggles on his head, I feel like, and like triangle hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot be a protagonist unless you have um, spiky hair and goggles. I don't feel, I feel like if mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you played Kingdom Hearts, but I feel like there's a lot of like visual crossover between the protagonist yes. of Digimon yeah. and mm-hmm. the protagonist yeah. of Kingdom Hearts Sora. Like yeah. there's a, a kind of an archetypal boy figure there with a particular yeah. kind of hair and a particular kind of not quite steampunk but like a lot of unnecessary belts and goggles yes a yeah. lot of the suggestion of suspenders yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was not actually suspenders yeah it's like yeah. your trousers are fine dude you don't you don't need that old <laughs> yeah. man shit but it's a look mm-hmm. you know belts who needs them they do oh. not exist in 1999 Japan. <laughs> i only need a belt if there's one on my wrist one on my neck three over my arms one on my shoe <laughs> You know, <laughs> one holding my goggles onto my triangle ass hair, you know, like, <laughs> why? Maximalism, maximalism. And he had a little, he, he had a little, they, what was the, what was his Digimon called again? The little yellow guy? Agumon. Agumon, right. And he changed like fairly, like you, they, they switch into these more violent forms and then they kind of go back to being the little dudes. Am I wrong? Yeah. So they have like, mm-hmm. they have kind of, depending on what Digimon you have, they have kind of six evolutionary stages so then you've like the egg that they came in and then you've kind of the weird baby one and then you have Agumon which is like the standard kind of third stage that you'd see again most of the recognizable Digimon in and then the next one up is champion and they digivolve into their champion form usually when their like digidestined person is in trouble or there's danger or their needs a fight is occurring um, and then the next stage after that is ultimate. And then there are two that I don't really remember. And they kind of depend on different circumstances as well and different technology that they get throughout the series. Um, but yeah, as we mentioned previous, like they are lit. Like they are, there's no pissy Pikachus. Like they are, they are in a like swinging, ready to kill people. Two of them have really human forms as well. Like really unnervingly sexy human but i also feel like pokemon has kind of gone down that road as well because it's really interesting that you're like the six forms and initially i was like jesus fucking spare me six things to remember but i'm like all pokemon have six forms now and there's loads Mm. of weirdly sexy pokemon in the new games do you know what i mean weird bipedal like walking around like a person little guys you know like i feel like the there was an uh, that's the direction the pokemon has gone down in later generations whereas digimon even in the 90s was just like six per six evolutions per boy yeah. It changes a Here lot. you go. You get them all. Learn Have their them. names. Yeah, off you go, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, and I can't really visualize any of them as well. I kind of vaguely remember that one was an angel, one was a little dinosaur. Like, I have a... There's a gigantic cactus guy. Yes. yes. My glass. fave. My absolute fave. Yeah. What's his name again? So he's Mimi's. Um, and Mimi was Mimi. my main character as well. Oh, Cowboy she hat. was like... Yes. Yeah, beautiful, like, valley girl, loved shopping, was absolutely allergic to being trapped in the digital world, like, fair, <laughs> rather a large inconvenience. And um, Palmon was her... Digimon so again yeah as you said Alan like a little cactus kind of person and then again also Digivolved into this like sexy kind of lily thing as its ultimate or yeah as its ultimate stage I don't know and I remember just growing up and looking at the lily looking at Mimi and looking at the final lily mon stage and just being like god I wish that were me I wish it was (laughs) I wish I was Mimi and had a friend that was also could fight for me Uh, I also wish I was the monster that was like sexy and could fight (laughs) I'm looking at the pictures of them now I remember Mimi starkly because she was so fab and her big cowboy hat but the Palmon 
essential tiny flower friend so sweet I've all kind of coming back to me now but yeah that weird final level sexy flower lady thing that's you know like Love she's it. here to, she's here to, to fight she's here to kiss you know whatever <laughs> she's down uh, interesting and it was nice to see wasn't there oh sorry go on. no you go on I was going to say, wasn't there a gigantic cactus in like Final Fantasy VIII There was. As well, which was around the same There's time. There's a lot of cacti kind of hanging around. Uh, I think that it must be mm. a kind of a trope within certain kinds of storytelling out of Japan. Um, but you do see little cactus buddies as accessories within wider monster stories out of Japan in general. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not mm. unheard of. Um, I'm not sure why that is. And I'm sure there is a proper reason though. You know? You'd have Cacnea and Pokemon then as well and whatever Cacnea evolves mm. into. But it was nice. with, with Mimi, it was nice to see somebody who is so unabashedly sort of high femme for the want of a better word. Do you know what I mean? She was such a girl in on the journey, you know, so it was such nice a to, girl. Like, but like it wasn't I don't I don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't sound offensive, but it was kind of like she, they kind of made no they kind of didn't shy away from that. Yeah, it was thing. lovely. It was still yeah. like. She kind of got to grips with the world then and was willing to like kind of muck in when they were being attacked or when they had to like defeat someone. She didn't kind of shy away from it. Yeah. While still being this person who was like, I, I'll do this, but I really wish I was shopping instead. You know what I mean? It was a nice so balance. Good. Yeah, proper. I guess, yeah. again, with Pokemon, you just don't get that characterization, you know, yeah. at all, mm. ever. So it was really nice to see loads because there's a full cast, you know, and she's the most mm. visually memorable because she had a cool pink cowboy hat. Yeah. Literally, mm. yeah. Like in Pokemon, like Ash is 10, but he's also like just ageless protagonist. Yeah. Whereas in this, like in the first episode, like he's in fourth grade, he's in fifth grade, he's in fifth grade, she's in sixth grade. And it's like, they're their ages properly. Yeah. It's actually like, it's remembered yeah. throughout it. Yeah. As in Pokemon, they're just protagonists. Eternal yeah. child. So, yeah. 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 Mm. And that's what makes the second series so good as well, because you get to see them, I, I'm sure some... Uh, reviewers would disagree with me but I absolutely loved uh, Digimon Zero 2 as well but like to see them kind of grow and kind of interact with their Digimon as they were a bit older that was so good as someone who'd watched the two series and just looking at being like oh my god look at Mimi she has pink hair now that has stars in it and <laughs> she she's still obsessed with this whatever I was like that's gonna be me it was just so yeah. good so good just a big mood uh, so in yeah. terms of the story like what was the wider peril like what was the kind of journey they went on Okay, so yeah, so basically, like, it's this, so they they become the Digi-Estant, as I said, because they witnessed that massive attack when they were younger in the middle of Japan. These weird weather events start happening. They get these Digivices kind of out of nowhere, um, which provides them with this link to the digital world, and they end up getting trapped there, um, and they don't really know why. It's uh, later explained that there's this evil Digimon called Devimon, who is controlling and causing Digimon in the digital world um, to go good and bad and, like, fight people um, because they've been infected with these black gears. He's the one, like, dishing them out like ninja stars. Um, so they're trying to sort that out, trying to make their way back to the real world as well. Devimon wants to defeat the children. It's never really explained why, just has an issue, not a big fan of kids, <laughs> fair enough. Um, they have to find their way back to each other, find their way back to the real world, um, and obviously chaos ensues. They have to try and sort that shit out, bring themselves back together, um, defeat Devimon, and get back with these new little friends. It's, it's as I said, it's not like massively high stakes in terms of plot, and it's more watching the characters interact with each other, especially when they're mm. um, 
split up and kind of paired off as with their like contrasting characters. So we mentioned Mimi as being this high femme, really girly, does really know what she's doing here. She gets separated with Izzy, who's like the tech hacker guy. Um, and he has the, he is Tentoman, which is like the Beagle Digimon, if anyone is familiar. Um, and they're just watching them kind of try and collaborate and work together to get back to everyone else. The same with Ty and Matt. I mentioned Ty earlier as he's like the kind of main, the leader of the gang. And then Matt is the other one. It's him and uh, his younger brother TK are in the group. They get separated off together. And Matt is a big like, oh, we need to go back and find all of them together. Whereas Ty is like, no, we need we need to fight them. We need to stop Devimon. And this is terrible. And I want to be the hero. And watching that dynamic as well was really good. Because you knew, again, it's this masculine thing of like, we love each other and we're really good friends. But we could never admit that because this is a kid's show. And also like... We don't really get into things like that. Mm. But I got it, like, watching it as a child. And I just remember the whole series when there were, there was a couple of, like, big fights that they would have had. And just watching that and wanting, like, willing them to get back together and just see that they need to kind of work together for the greater good and that they're stronger together than they are apart. And again, as I said, even just watching it back now just filled me with this feeling of being that young and watching it for the first time again. So good. Oh, so good. So like that power, especially when you haven't seen something or you haven't been saturated in it. Do you know what I mean? Like I never, I I never think of say the Nintendo games that I play as nostalgic. There's something that have been current for me throughout my whole life, right? I haven't ever like relegated them to my memory and moved on. They have just always been there, you know? Mm. Um, Whereas something like Digimon, I had to kind of go, oh shit, yeah weird haven't thought about that yeah. one you know and it, yeah and because you haven't accessed that in that time you get a lovely rush of like oh yeah and it's like three o'clock on like a wednesday afternoon and this is on itv and you know it, there's a a lovely um time travel that happens with it oh for sure yeah for sure and it even just it brought me back to like getting the toys and playing mm. i don't know if anyone played the digimon royal rumble 2 on playstation 2 which is basically like Smash Brothers or Tekken, but you're Digimon and you just nice. batter the shit out of each other. So nice. good. I didn't have it. I remember my friend had it and my mom was really annoyed because it was like seven plus or something or like 12 plus. And I was like, why are you playing that? Oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> so no, mom, it's literally, it's just digital monsters like, like clattering each other. Like it's great. Like it's, it's not corrupting my brain. I promise. <laughs> to God, it's grand. <laughs> Like, I don't know, the ans- looking at the pictures of the ensemble now is really interesting because there's so there's so many of them. It's kind of weirdly ambitious and it sort of has that nice soap opera-y feeling now that I'm thinking of it. Yeah. That a lot of the, yeah. the big I can't think have. of anything else like it, like a serialized character-driven kids show in the late 90s. Yeah. Like one big story over 54 episodes is not... 54. I can't think of anything else that did that. But like those... I read the, I read the Wikipedia summary for series one today, or yesterday just to make sure I was up on it. I was like... Not a lot has happened in that and then mm. over 54 episodes. But because it's all character stuff happening, it's, I guess. Um, What's nice yeah. about that is I think that there's a, oh, I've just picked up my beads and I'm not allowed to do that because I'm going to go on the mic. Um, but uh, <laughs> what I think is nice about that is that um, I feel like Sailor Moon benefits from this as well. And a lot of the longer running soap opera style anime shows is that like, how are we expected to care about a hero's journey if we have no idea who that hero is? Mm. Do you know, it's a slower build, yeah. but you get yeah. a broader sense of spending time, like you said, Fanula, with the characters. Like uh, me and Carrie used the kind of shorthand beach episode or like mall episode for just 
episodes where nothing happens. Maybe they all go mm. to the beach. Maybe they all go to the mall. Like maybe they're just vibing. And those kind of character driven moments, I think they're they're richer nearly, you know? Because then yeah. when we spin into a big fight, we care about the people who are fighting. We don't want them to get hurt, mm. you know, we want them to succeed. There's a there's more time there and i don't think that yeah. we often are given the benefit of time like that with television now at all either you know the slow burn yeah, yeah. there's this whole other kind of plot line surrounding uh mash and his younger brother tk so the whole thing is like they're the main kind of gang are the same age and then tk is a bit younger and for whatever reason his digimon can't digivolve for some reason and there's this whole dynamic of the two of them trying to help each other out. I'm trying to find the name of his Patamon. It's like a flying kind of pig bat thing. Extremely cute. Big and eyeballs. TK is very cute as well. Yes, exactly. And we learned that like Matt and TK's parents are divorced and Matt feels really guilty because he hasn't really been spending a lot of time with TK and they're kind of dealing with things differently and we watch that play out. And even as the kind of series comes to an end and they go back to the real world, you see TK kind of looking for this reunion between his parents and for it to be this kind of moment. And mm -hmm. it's not, and it's not necessarily sad, but it's kind of like, it's poignant because they've gained so much else, but it's the understanding that Matt gets it because he's a bit older um, and TK is a bit younger, but it's, it's, it's so good. It's this, it's such good storytelling and you do really, really care. And then going back to TK and Padaman's thing, like, that's kind of the build-up for a lot of the series as well. There's, like, a thing where he has to believe in himself or unlock something inside him, whatever, which is, like, so naff. But I love it. Any any of that, I'm like, yes, absolutely. Get get within yourself and believe and unlock something. I'm all for that. Heroes journey, um, self-care. Like, next level. Yes. Care about oh, yourself absolutely. so much that you transcend your destiny. Like, that yeah. kind of thing. Please, yeah. please, please, please. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, and then Palaman has this, like, really badass digivolution as we mentioned into this uh, like what can only be described as a sexy human alien it's a bit strange not alien angel I think it's Angelmon is the name of the digivolution and they end up saving the day and kind of killing the final boss kind of it's very set up like a video game as well I don't know if you notice that Sarah like mm. the way the narrative kind of arcs go yeah and even yeah. with the the kind of the digivolutions and the evil digimon um and the whole thing of it with it as well, like obviously there's that final showdown between Andromon and the final boss, Digimon. And to for in order for them to win, Andromon has to like sacrifice himself, which doesn't actually really mean anything because there's a thing with Digimon is that you just automatically reincarnate and you go back to your egg form, which is kind of a bit of a fucking cop out. They do that like, in Steven Universe where like, it's like, oh, we can never really die. Ooh, yeah, like, and it's I'm like, like it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's not like, oh, like I don't, I don't really want you to die. I don't want to be that evil, but at the same time, it's like, okay, this is incredibly low stakes. But anyway, they just go off to an egg <laughs> and like chill for a while, and they still win. I was like, all right, whatever. But yeah, that whole uh, storyline as well gets me good I always kind of find myself more drawn to Ty because I think I fancied him a bit more but again like Matt was kind of like you just you wanted to fix him you wanted to be there for him you wanted to support him and you just you just couldn't just so broody and so troubled yeah you gotta set you gotta offset the alpha somehow do you know mm. you gotta offset yeah. him you need a bit of contrast there you know like it's it's a fan service thing it, it satisfies all sort of preteen romantic ideas about you know the world you're like do i like 
like heroic do, do I like Jack or Sawyer is the question do you know mm. do I like the hero of the island or the broody pissy one you know mm, you have the choice <laughs> and to have the ensemble there means you get to choose um where to to land your imagination which is really nice and um, I think it's really interesting that you said that about the video game because the video game structure because I was thinking about that that Digimon and weirdly as we mentioned earlier card captors and Yu-Gi-Oh which is one that we haven't talked about at all yet if anybody wants to come and talk to us about Yu-Gi-Oh please do because I would love to understand what all that was I definitely watched a bunch of it but I had not got a whole bunch of ideas what was going on um I had to roommate it with the card game extremely seriously this and would have like full on blown out arguments about what a card meant and semantic they would just like argue 45 minutes about semantics of one card and it's and we'd be like we're just trying to watch television about <laughs> not- just calm down there's a great there's a great like one of those reddit posts that has a bazillion notes and has refound of refound it's 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 meaning elsewhere of an irish couple having a row in dublin airport um about oh i know we were meant to have a Yu-Gi-Oh free holiday but she found my cards and she's not happy and it's a picture of her sitting there with a Burger King just walking fuming <laughs> it seems to mean a great deal to a great deal to a lot of people so if that is you within reason let us know um mm-hmm. so yeah things like Digimon things like card captors po- uh, dig- uh, uh what was it card captor sorry Digimon Yu-Gi-Oh card captors they all had a sort of a they're very directly attached to toys. Obviously, Pokemon mm. was as well, but the height mm. of that success was so far beyond any of the others that you kind of can't really critique it in the same way. And also, it, the TV show came after the game, whereas I feel like there's a series of those like Bandai-style animations which function to kind of sell the playing cards and sell the video games like they're hmm. a part of the franchise i guess that's what that's what all marvel movies are well, it's, you know it's, it's a new IP. iteration of that like because like in the 80s every like cartoon had a toy line ready my to little pony it. transformers it's like and like, turtles, turtles all those. Yeah. yeah and then this is a next step up where they're like you have the games and then the car game and you have the toys as well and you have comics and everything there's like 15 different integrated things now. So that directly now, goes into the storytelling. Yeah. It directly affects how the story mm. is told and it directly affects how the characters interact with each other because it's not the show that's being written, it's the movement of products. Is that, I don't know mm. if that's fair to say, but like I think that that's video game. The video, when you see video game structures showing up in stories, I love it because I love video games. But I'm also like, ah, oh, see. Mm. see that you're trying to sell me something that i may buy because i'm not above it but equally uh i see you know you can even see it with there was one digimon that i remember being obsessed with and i got a toy of called terriermon and it was like this i thought it i was introduced in the second series but it actually came a bit later so i must have watched kind of the later movies or i think it was introduced in one of the movies I don't have a huge memory of, but I remember Terrier Man because it was like, it's like this unicorn dog hamster thing with these huge ears that it flies with. It's so fucking cute. And then it's evolved form. I think it's Gorgamon. I am open to correction on that. It's kind of the same thing, kind of same real friendly face, but then it just has like full on fucking bazookas for hands, like multiple, <laughs> like bullet hole hands. And it is just, oh it's so cool oh um, I can see I the picture in the Siddley Oak now it's gorgeous yeah, it's, it's so gorgeous. cute what a sweet but, 
But I remember I obviously one trip into Smith's or whatever, and I begged my mom to get this thing where it was like a kind of a like a plastic doll of Terry Armand, but it, you could you could add other clips to it, like kind of a Betty spaghetti kind of balls, like you know, like clothes or like Polly Pockets. But it was like then it turned it into Gorgamon, and then you could also open up its insides, and it was like. A layer, like a, a a base or something, that was wow. like relevant again to the movie that I don't I don't fully remember. Polly Pocket of. style, yes, absolutely. And it was it was the best thing. It went. It came on every holiday. I'd say my mom's head was absolutely wrecked from me losing chewing the pieces. Um, it was just so cool. And I think actually McDonald's did a run of little plushies that you could get of the original casts. Um, oh, I love a McDonald's toy. Love a McDonald's yeah. toy. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't get better. And then you'd like mm. your own little complimentary like <gasps> Digivice, which was essentially like the original Apple, like iPhone, like Yeah, Steve little Jobs. tiny little person little mm. personal computer. Oh, like the So good. Cutting edge. So like, good. I'm actually just yeah. looking at a picture now of Terriermon and his evolution. So when Terriermon starts out life, like all of us, it is just a bobble. <laughs> with a tail then it becomes yeah. kind of a slug with those lovely big eyes and a little unicorn horn and some ears very cute then it turns into Terriamon who is sort of just like a puppy unicorn flying squirrel like just a bunch of cute things but long ear rabbit when yeah. it turns okay the most there are two important things that I need to tell you about the creature that Terriamon evolves into one is that it absolutely has bazookas for hands its hands are guns now <laughs> its hands are fucking guns the second thing I have to tell you is that it is wearing jeans <laughs> it is wearing oh my god I forgot jeans. the jeans it is wearing men's jeans it is wearing men's jeans and a belt <laughs> and a belt over its waist and a fucking mm-hmm. belt over its waist so we got a belt guys we, we got, got a belt. belt belt watch 2021 with a belt over its waist um ah. so did I see the news story today about that Lucy Ferta gotten a $24 million pink diamond implanted in his forehead? What? Yes, that no, is correct. Sorry, okay, hold on. Gargamon, Gargamon also has that. How, Can you see that? Who, who got a diamond in his forehead? Oh, he does. Lil Lucy Bear. Yeah. I've never said his name out loud before, so I said Vert. <laughs> like he was a skateboard. I'm sure we all went through things. We were all little, doing that. Little Uzi Vert. We were all doing that in fucking 2006, getting dermal implants, which our bodies expelled and left us with horrible scars. So he's catching up on I the know. rest of us. Jesus Christ. The millionaires did it first. You emo know? queens, the millionaires. Emo queer. Oh my God. Emo queens. Like the a girl I know was trying to get like a, uh, a pattern on her chest, but it went really wrong and the guy was doing it for free for her which is like so so 2006 emo but, but just of diamonds just a pattern of diamonds just a pattern of stud diamonds studs diamonds just, just <laughs> in her chest and it was meant to be like this Greek symbol I hope you can feel where I'm going with this which is a bunch of lines almost like a star and then one by one he kind of did it wrong he was sort of just vibing with her and putting bits of metal into her chest. And it, she absolutely had a dotted swastika on her sternum in scars. Oh, now she got it tattooed no. over. But I remember at the time trying to be really delicate about it and being like, did you in- intend? Did you mean this? She totally you didn't. Because it, it happens. Sometimes you're just like doodling lines and you go, that's that, a that's, oops, we're not doing that. And you scribble it out. Like, but when it's someone's actual chest, it's a whole It was part. someone <laughs> practicing for his like piercing apprenticeship, which is again, the extremely mm-hmm. north side 
Dublin 2005 vibes. But oh my God, like I, I so whenever I see someone with a dermal implant, I'm like, oh, it wouldn't be me. <laughs> you never me. want someone who's doing that to be vibing, as you just described. <laughs> you want them to be <laughs> very much doing their job. Doing this, this this cosmetic surgery with metal appliances that they should be doing. Like free, of, yeah, freestyle body alteration. Yeah, just, is like. Now is not the time to be using your imagination. Like at this juncture. Subdermal parkour. Yeah, yeah no, no, we don't subdermal parkour. It's bouncing off you like, no way, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that diamond on the forehead shit, like, no way. That is Digimon really. I wonder if it was intentional. Mm. Like, is, is, is are they summoning a tribute to Gargamon? You yeah. know, uh, we need to go back to these jeans, though. The jeans. I was about to say, the though, jeans. at least we yeah. at least we know the answer to the question: How would Gargamon wear jeans? So he's not wearing them on the ears, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but he's wearing his belt around, man. Very true. He's, his belt is the trick mm-hmm. question: so How would Gargamon wear a belt not around his fucking waist, man? Under his armpit. <laughs> yeah, <It's> postmodern. <laughs> Like bizarre design choices across the board. Why is he wearing jeans? Like, like some of them, like, yeah. Some of them are so strange. Like some of them yeah. are kind of your traditional, like this style anime, this time period of like, yes, they are dinosaurs, they are dragons, they are varieties of animals. Here's a cat mm. with gloves that it can never take off, or it will kill you. And then you have, as we mentioned, Padamon turning into the sexy angel, and then we have Terriermon, who is an undistinguishable, like very precious animal. It just turns into gun hands Dave Matthews. Like, what is going on? (laughs) Is this what men want? Is this what, who was in that board meeting where they were like, yes, they need to be unbearably cute and then we need to immediately give it firearms, forearms. Forearms. Gargamon looks like a failed PlayStation 1 mascot. Let's have a look at him. (laughs) Which one is he? Argamon. The, the, the jeans the jeans, jeans boy. Ah, yeah he looks like something really yeah. really unfortunate happened to Crash Bandicoot do you know yeah like from yeah. the Crash Bandicoot school of I'm badass but also you would like cuddly toy of me you know like yes. Crash Bandicoot also jeans and a belt jeans and a belt man. yes mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot yeah. sucks man we went to, we bought the <laughs> sorry <laughs> we went to we bought the the like variety pack of old Crash Bandicoot games in the first lockdown in like just to feel something yeah, so to I. feel anything yeah. no it's garbage water it's bad physics are bad nothing oh, works really you feel like my hand-eye coordination is broken i think i have mario poisoning where i expect every jump to feel good and land in a certain way but uh crash bandicoot is just like this will work or it won't You'll he's see. a very heavy platforming character yeah, clunky mm. i don't his clunks jumps are clunky. i do not enjoy um Mm-mm. something very important i don't think we've mentioned about Digimon as opposed to Pokemon is that they talk they they chat yes like Pokemon are like Jigglypuff and like po- Digimon are like hey what's up uh, Gargamon <laughs> how you feeling today yeah, I you think, gotta go over here now yeah. I think yeah. this is the other thing that appealed to me because like for Pokemon I loved the collection idea and again I loved mm. this idea of like I have a party of friends and they love me and I love them but they will also like they are subservient whereas with this it's like no these are like legitimate friends like Ty would die for Agumon. Like he would, it, like anytime something happens to the Digimon themselves, you don't really care about them. You're not really worried because as we've already mentioned, they don't die. But like you kind of, you're upset for the kids, you know? And it is down to the fact that like they all have these like personalities and they all speak. And some of them have incredibly strange voices. Like Palmon, that cactus one we mentioned, like the evolved form of it like sounds like Whoopi Goldberg like it's really alarming you know it's this cactus with boxing gloves which is alarming in itself and then it's just like oh and you're like what the what am I what the hell is this I would love to talk to people in charge of localizing these works 
Like, I, I want to know. Mm. I want to know. I want all of these choices interrogated. Do you know? Like, because they just... Truly. Especially voice work-wise, you get real shocks sometimes. Like, you get... Yeah. What mm. is happening here? This is... Jarring. Is Jarring. A, Again, I will say... Like, I... I think I'm going to make my 2021 plan to maybe re- watch the like original as opposed to the dub and yeah. just see how kind of what stark it is. is. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. there are, there yeah. are always huge differences. Like at the moment we're watching um, Neon Genesis Evangelion, which sounds like a boys cartoon kind of is, but it's uh, also been, it's on Netflix. It's been kind of my, it's my husband really likes it. And uh, I tried to watch it a couple of times, but I didn't have the focus to follow the dub or sorry, the subtitled mm. version of it. Um, it's fabulous. It's There are giant, giant robots in it, but it's more about feelings than it is about robots. Um, and it was, it's sort of a mid-90s hit that made it, it made cult status over here rather than sort of mainstream status. Okay. But yeah. you, you really need to pay 150% attention when you're dealing with subtitles because there's no, like, I feel like with French and with Spanish, you can kind of, follow a little bit you know mm. you kind of understand the shape of it whereas I like I was in Tokyo and I was delighted by the fact that I couldn't understand a single thing written down or said to me it was amazingly refreshing but you need to pay attention to subtitles if you're going to follow it and I yeah. I like to do my phone or lego or write a color when I'm watching tv so I don't always like to read at the same time so I feel like you know going back and doing um subtitles is a real investment you know I'd say the writing mm. is mm. I'd say the writing is very different a lot is lost in translation, like a lot. Mm. So I watched the first episode on Crunchyroll, which is subtitles yesterday. And the whole thing is there, like all the seasons, all the on Crunchyroll. Are all there. Is it worth getting Crunchyroll? Yep. Crunchyroll is free. No. It has ads if it's free and it's is five Crunchy- euro a month. I didn't know Crunchyroll ad, was ad free. free. I did not know oh. Crunchyroll was free. Sorry. Crunchyroll. Anybody out there? <laughs> if we are open to, we are, we are publicity, we are publicity friendly, Crunchyroll. If you're, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that and I'm delighted now. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That makes my life so much easier. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's it seems like you need, you need someone to like hold your hand through Crunchyroll to go, here's where you're going to start. Not Attack on Titan because of the, of the anti-Semitism, but somewhere else <laughs> we can start. Yeah. Now, now we can't do Attack on Titan anymore. Here's a new entry point no. into anime. Yeah. No, I, I tried to recommend Beastars to somebody recently and they were just like, is that not? A furry thing and I was like no <laughs> yes but also no it's not really about that but it also is about that I don't know what to tell you man but it's really good uh, there are a lot of arguments to be made that Digimon was like as a gateway drug for future furries I'm yeah. gonna oh for sure not me, of abs. But yeah. I mean there were a lot of like well-formed chests mm-hmm. of the male and female anatomy like across the board loads across of bodies. the yes. board just lots of bodies yeah. you know like and I feel like Pokemon was so like chaste and for children and you couldn't have any there was like it, it was just nothing whereas then with Digimon it was like is that mm-hmm. a grown up but oh that's a that's a woman right there my goodness <laughs> that's a woman it's kind of a woman someone who really likes ties was animating characters for a Digimon yeah you can you can nearly tell what people were particularly <laughs> yeah. interested in do you know what I mean um Jenna Steber from Polygon who did our Sailor Moon episode um has a did a very good video about what if Digimon had beat Pokemon and one of her main things Whoa. was that 
furries would have become normalized much quicker yeah. in culture. Yeah, I have to agree. would be the biggest social media site in the world. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> argument. Because yeah. I don't really know anybody yeah. who wants to like openly fuck a Pokemon, but I do know a lot of people who are just like, <laughs> I would fuck any of these guys. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I know a lot of people who have feelings about Charizard. Stop. A lot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I don't know if that's like purely based on his personality. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a bad boy. <laughs> he's been through some he's, shit. Poor Charizard. He's a bad boy. Oh, like that character <laughs> for Charizard. Ooh, Hard start not, in life, you know? Like yeah. carrying a lot of childhood baggage from his Charmander yeah. days along with him. Like, I don't know. Truly, like, I, I, I went to a bunch of the different Pokemon centers in Tokyo last year and had like varying degrees of religious experiences until I got to the last one. I, I accidentally went up into it. I was like, another one of these, fuck's sake. You know, like they're everywhere. But I could not imagine it any other way. Like to the extent to which Pikachu and all that, all the boys... You know, all little guys have become sort of mainstream, like just like a chair, a Pikachu. Do you know what I mean? Like a household yeah. object. Mm-hmm. This is just something that I see and I recognize. Whereas Digimon has sort of a more, it's it's more lore. It's more story oriented. I don't know how that alternate universe would have happened. It's definitely a hornier universe. Oh, the, but do you want to... It's that the epilepsy episode of Pokemon got Pokemon cancelled and then Nintendo America never pushed it in America because That's of that. That's amazing. Is, is her, yeah. her inflection point for that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've never, yeah. I still haven't seen the episode. Yeah. Have you, either of you seen that episode? No. No, in the, in the video afraid. she has it <laughs> slowed down 98%. So you can watch it slow down 98%. And it is just flashing blue, red, blue, red at that speed at 98% oh, slower. So... I can't imagine what it actually looks like. Yeah. That's stunning. Sarah, I was going to ask, like, was there any kind of influence or like impact that you saw when you were in Japan from Digimon? Or is it just, because I just feel like I openly admitted when I said I was going to do this, I was like, look, I watched, I watched the first series. I watched a good lot of the movies, but because of the way the movies came here, they were all kind of interspliced together. Um, mm-hmm. I watched the second series. And then I came back to one of the later series when I was in college, but I have huge gaps in terms of my enjoyment yeah. in the middle. It's a vibe rather than a compendium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, do you see it anywhere? I know, yeah, again, it's not fair to compare it to Pokemon, but like, and what do you see of it? Like you would occasionally, so there's a few different places that I went to that are like, I mean, they're kind of built for nerds like me, you know, where this is, there's a neighborhood called Akihabara, which is just video game stores. If you can imagine Dublin city center, except that it was all video game stores and made cafes, that's Akibara and pachinko parlors. But like, just, I, I cannot, it was so overstimulating that I kind of get melty brain thinking of it. And within that, you get a lot of merch stores that have like bits and pieces, but they're infinite bits and pieces. So you'd be like, oh, let's go in for five minutes. You fucking won't. You'll be there for two hours and you won't be able to leave. Like, and that's not just weird ADD shit. It was just endless and I did see a fair amount of Digimon stuff there but to the same grade I would say as as you would have seen Transformers or um like not quite Evangelion but like there are other or Gundam not as much as you see Gundam like there are anime series which have made their way to Disney level in terms of their ubiquity mm-hmm. like where you would just like there was a fucking giant Gundam that we saw we, we went to like an art installation we walked into a small and there was just this fucking enormous robot like the mm. size of a building, you know, that's a toy. They built the yeah. whole, they, it works. They built the whole thing. You know, so there are some of those stories that have made their way up to, I guess, Disney again is my only comparison point where you see them everywhere. 
But yeah. Digimon, I think, would be further down the line for sure. Mm-hmm. You, but again, in terms of merchandise, you see all sorts of banana stuff. You know, you'd be like, "This mm. is a little Digimon hand sanitizer. This is a tiny Digimon gashpon machines." You know, the ones where you put in like a coin and it gives you a little plastic toy and a bobble yes. out of it. Yeah. You'd see Digimon gashpon machines. You know, like they're. It's part of the scenery, but it definitely isn't central. But I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's stuck out in Ireland because we really did only get a very small amount of television shows that looked like that. So we had Pokemon, yeah. which is the er sort of anime that came here. Like nothing when when Pokemon first came here in like the uh, late nineties. Um, I had already played the game because my dad downloaded an emulator of Pokemon Blue, but I just I just knew it was Pocket Monsters. It was a, a hand like a a rough translation of the Japanese. I played it all on the computer. I didn't know what it was. And then one morning before school, Pokemon was on. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, I know everything about this. What the fuck? Um, so that was sort of central. And then after that, again, you had Digimon, Cardcaptors, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, but we didn't have many anime shows. Mm at all like mm. sailor i found sailor moon through a zip file on my computer like i, I had i read the comic books you know um I, I don't think it was ever aired here it might have been aired on sky but i didn't see it live on the television it was on yeah neither it did just I. came up in our sailor moon episode it was on fox kids the first two seasons so you need, in like 2001 you need a satellite yeah. dish for that do you know mm. so mm. i would have came to that round about the houses um but i think that if digimon counts here because it was part of a really limited se- selection of cartoons that looked like that, you know? Like yeah. there was nothing else. There was nothing else yeah. that looked like that, you know? Whereas over in, in Japan, this time it doesn't. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah. So it was very, uh, y- when you go into the stores to sell the merchandise, of which there are innumerable, um, or or the vintage video game stores, you would nearly you would nearly need to know what you're looking for or you'll be gone for hours because it's so, so much... Mm. Any so many objects, you know. So um I don't know. I I think the reason that it counts so much here is because it was just a rare beast. Whereas over there, it's just garden variety. Do you watch yeah. any other? Do you have you? Would you in general be into that kind of thing, Fanula? Like, or would it just be these sort of figureheads from your youth? It's it's kind of a nostalgia youth thing. But like when I kind of dip my toe in and like go back to these things and as I said like I watched Digimon Data Squad which came I think it came out in 2006 or 2007 but I started watching it when I was in like college because again I just wanted to feel like I wanted to pretend like I wasn't yes exactly Mm -hmm. and even kind of watching it back today I was like why why did I stop because there is something at the heart of this that I really enjoy why would I not keep going even I saw like they're after rebooting uh, well, not rebooting because I think it's well. Actually, it, it pretty much is a reboot. They're after redoing the the first series, Digimon Adventure, but like the animation's nicer. I'm pretty Ooh. sure it's nearly the exact same plot, and I'm sure it's to get new audiences in. I think it was somewhere streaming in Asia, obviously, and I think Netflix have it, but I don't think our Netflix has it. I think oh. American Netflix has it. Crunchyroll has Crunchyroll. it. Crunchyroll, yes. Call yeah. us Crunchyroll. We're doing the Lord's work out here. Jeepers. Truly, truly. Yeah. Pretend it's 2005 and advertise on podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can make it happen. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, the more I kind of come back to it, the more I'm like, why? Just stay here. Just stay. There's a yeah. little bit of my brain that's mm. like, just stay. Just stay and enjoy. Especially during, God, a year and a year and a bit like this. Like, I don't I don't need to mention, but yeah. I think we could all do with just going back to 
the things that make us feel good and feel nice and see these cute little creatures that you were previously obsessed with and are probably secretly still are. Yeah. To let that wholesome energy renew something in you, you know, like it's so, and again, it's so different from the things that you'd normally watch or we'd normally watch, but it really, it's gorgeous. And it's nice Mm. to look at deliberate designs that are like well thought out or poorly thought out, like weird creatures with genes. Like, I don't know. It's, (laughs) it's refreshing, you know, but because again, Pokemon's become ubiquitous, you know, like, would you have been into Pokemon by the time you came to Digimon? Like where, like, where are you at with that? Like, where's the, where's the sort of Venn diagram? It definitely would have been kind of around the same time because my brother had, my brother had a Game Boy. My brother had Pokemon Red. My brother got all the way to the Pokemon League. And I, as an ignorant four or five year old, um, restarted his game. (gasps) And he has never forgiven me for that yet. Oh, stop. Mm. Yeah. But But again, I was just like. I don't think I really understood it at the time and I kind of engaged more with the TV show and then came back around to the game as I got older. But as you said, because of the likes of like RT2 in the day and and CITV as well, having that access to all those kind of shows, like there was like, I don't know if anyone remembers Metabots as well, which was kind of a similar thing. It was like fighting, fighting robots and you had these like tokens and you could get a robot and this kind of like a really mad robot and they could also speak it was that was a mad one a very short-lived as far as I'm aware um but just having access to those things I think made such a difference but I suppose there was more access to Pokemon things because there was more of it and they were more easily accessed because it grew in popularity in Ireland more so than Digimon I would say maybe for my age group they were kind of maybe neck and neck at a time because as I said I do remember like going to my friends, playing the games. It was very much a thing amongst our friends as to who your Digimon would be and ah. having your Digivice and using it and kind of using it as a game of pretend. But I mean, there was just no stopping Pokemon. It was just like a juggernaut. like All encompassing, you know. It's almost, yeah. yeah, again, it's almost a shame that they're not equally Titanic, but there can, there can mm. only be one as, as Pokemon has taught us. You know, it's only be one. one. Yes. There can only be yeah. one. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like I, I kind of feel like there's nothing like going back and getting immersed in something. So maybe this is the spring for it to just go back and vibe with these weird looking boys, you know, yeah. these weird looking boys and the insane musical back catalog as well of the <sighs> series. I was talking about this with Alan before we started recording. It's just insane. I don't know if you're familiar with the with the no. digi rap. Te- <laughs> I there's only one rap that i know right and, and it's, it's not it is it is the pokemon rap right it is yeah not this which one. is which is far superior like never fear like the rapper that did the digi rap was mc peapod and paul gordon and i won't inflict a, a bar on you as the kids oh, say i would just encourage any anyone who's listening please please go look it up once you finish listening to this episode because it is it's a wild ride. A wild ride. We will put it in the show notes and I will actually put it in the show notes for once. I never <laughs> actually put anything in the show notes when I say I will, but this time I actually will. So, yeah. You're doing the Lord's work, Alan. You're either doing the Lord's work or you're doing Satan's work, depending on how you view it. I'm doing the, Debbie the Bond's, work. Yeah, yeah, Debbie Debbie Bond's work. work. Yeah, Debbie Bond's work. Okay, I think, is that it? Have you got any parting notes? Have you got any advice to people who are deciding to embark back on a journey towards their their digi-destined childhoods any any parting statements or footnotes before we hit the hit the dusty one um 
oh god just watch those first two series and just fall mm. in love with them and the movies are very good too but as I said like the order of them is kind of totally bizarre because of the way they came out over here but there's a few of them on YouTube um, definitely worth spending kind of a rainy afternoon have it on the background while you're doing your cleaning or whatever or doing something else as you do Sarah it's it's incredibly good and I hope you fall in love with them as much as I did Thank you hey. so much for coming and talking to us again, Vanilla. Yeah. Thanks so Where much, can guys. Find yourself? Yeah, plug hey. away, buddies. You can find me on the internet. I'm at Vanilla J everywhere. Um, as mentioned, I co-host the Bandwagons podcast where we talk about all the things that other people are talking about with my good friend Breed. Um, we have some shows coming up, fingers crossed, later this year. Um, and tickets are on sale for that today, from today. So get them from tickets.ie. There we go. Sarah, where can we find you and your work? Also on the internet. Um, I'm at Grifsky on Twitter. I'm at Sarah Grifsky on Instagram. Um, I have a Patreon where I send zines out to people. If you like good posts, you can find me at patreon.com forward slash zine club. And my novels are in all good bookstores. Other words for smoke and swearing fan parts. How about you, Alan? What's the crack? Uh, I'm wearing my Sarah Griffin Zine Club jumper. I've I right managed now. to somehow shift 65 <laughs> jumpers with photocopiers on them earlier in the year, and I am just mm-hmm. cannot Woo-hoo! believe it. The look, <laughs> the look, I tell you, Alan, you're styling. Thank you for getting those jumpers. It is jumper season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I am Alan underscore McGuire uh, everywhere. Juvenilia is Juvenilia underscore Pod on Twitter. Juvenilia Pod on Instagram. Um, we have a Patreon. There are bonus episodes. We're doing a big old crossover episode that we are probably keeping for patreon with the creep dive mm, this weekend yeah so if you we'll if you're talking about the blair witch project yeah it's probably going to be profoundly chaotic i don't really know what to mm-hmm. expect um yeah it's five people which we've never done well no we have our christmas spectaculars have had like 12 people and also the last one the yeah. last christmas spectacular we had also featured jen uh o-d-w-y-e-r um coming and giving us loads of hassle so i'm very excited to see which yeah. what kind of twists and turns uh this particular patreon show takes so come along alan will send you a badge and a sticker uh which are a baller um mm-hmm. and you get access to all of our patreon shows where we talk about whatever we want to talk about like sherlock and scott pilgrim and things that we liked when we were yeah. more recently a lot of video games yeah. it's essentially a video the Patreon episode is essentially, essentially a video, video game podcast, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, thank you to Dee McDonald for our thanks, artwork thanks Dee uh, thank you to Ellen who we miss miss you Ellen um, we are coming up on five years of Juvenalia oh in March oh, so we, if, if you have any ideas about what we should do for that please let us know on Twitter our five-tacular don't know yeah, yeah. Um, but that's next month until then we'll see you in two weeks bye everybody bye, bye.